It's time for the Sleep Tight Saturday Morning Ticket with Chris Dewar on WTAD. It's 30 minutes of scores, coaches' interviews, and a look at the weekend sports schedule. And now, here's Chris. And tip-top of February, everybody, and welcome to the Sleep Tight Saturday Morning Ticket for February the 1st. And for the first time in three weeks, I hold in my hand actual basketball scores from a Friday night full slate that Mother Nature did not invade upon. It was wonderful last night to actually be able to do some work, and man, did we have some basketball going on. And man, do we have a loaded show for you this morning. We're going to check in with Quincy Notre Dame Athletic Director Bill Cannell. We've got a lot to talk about, two big events on his campus, one today with the QED Wrestling Invitational, which is really the last gasp, believe it or not, before the postseason winter sports are starting to draw to their conclusion, and it is race by in a blink. We've got that, plus we've We've got the Super Fan Shootout coming next week, which Bill Cannell will give us a preview about. And we'll talk about some some very many other things that have gone on in the Quincy, Quincy Notre Dame community over the course of the last couple of weeks, including the passing of Superfan Mike Barton. And we're going to talk some girls basketball with Unity head coach Brad Begaman, whose team will participate in the Super Fan Shootout next Friday against a very good Clopton squad. So lots to look forward to there. All right, let us walk you back through the Friday night. It was a fun one at Blue Devil Gym, at least after a bit of a wonky start. The Blue Devils taking on Alleman last night. It was a 21-21 game at some point into the late second quarter when Brady Rupert started to happen. And, man, did he sort of just become a change agent in that game for Quincy High School. Had 15 points last night on 7-for-7 shooting from the field to lead the Blue Devils to an eventual 71-45 to runaway victory over Alleman. Along the way, Quincy High School improves to 14-7 and on the season and 6-3 and in the conference. So nice win last night for the Blue Devils who have tonight off. Quincy Notre Dame not in action last night. I'll tell you who was in action, the number one team in the state in Class 1A boys basketball. That was Winchester West Central, which went to Pleasant Plains, a spotlight game of the highest order in very hostile climbs. And for the first time this season, West Central tastes defeat. They fall 59-50 to to the Cougars, despite 20 points from Gabe Cox. West Central now 22-1 and on the season. West Central, by the way, will be Quincy Notre Dame's opponent in the Super Fan Shootout coming up next Saturday, and that should be plenty of fun as well. At the Beardstown Tournament last night, Triopia punches its ticket to the championship game 63-43 to to go 3-0 and in pool play against North Green. If you didn't see it on TV last night, a Sports Center worthy highlight from Brock Moore, who hit a full-court buzzer beater just before halftime to help his team propel itself to victory last night. Up next for Triopia, today will be a showdown with Calhoun at 6.30 for the championship of that tournament. Also last night in pool play, Rushville Industry takes down Carrollton, 71-67 your final there. Beardstown falls to Calhoun, 58-26. Huge win last night for Brad Tomhave and the Pittsfield Sockies, bouncing back from a very anemic offensive performance this week against Camp Point Central. Pittsfield pulls off the upset, 56-47. Will Guthrie with 13 points in that one. Uh, Western of Barry last night, a winner over Pleasant Hill, 57-9. Kyle Colgrove with 21 points in the victory. McComb goes on the road and beats Camp Point Central, 51-40. Peoria Quest, a winner over Unity, 75-36 last night. 
on homecoming in Payson. The seventh-ranked Payson Seymour Indians take down Southeastern 64-32, led by Hayden Hildebrand's 19 points. It was Liberty picking up another win, this time beating Brown County 73-57. Southeast Iowa, Keokuk, a winner over Mount Pleasant, 48-40. And Fort Madison with a big-time win over Fairfield last night, 55-43. Jaden Fedler with 18 points of the victory. Northeast Missouri, Palmyra, no trouble dispatching with Macon last night, 72-48. Jaden Durst with 27 points there as he continues to augment a campaign that is starting to get a lot of Player of the Year recognition, and deservedly so at this point. Clark County, a winner over Mark Twain last night, 68-35. Highland knocks off Brookfield, 56-51, behind Alex Myers, 19 points. It was South Shelby on the road at Centralia, losing 72-36, despite 13 points from Guy Timbrook. Cross-state battle last night in Titletown, Monroe City, a winner over Illini West, 62-50. to Illini West had a good night last night trying to take down a state-ranked Missouri squad. Uh, Cole Jackson had 21 points, all seven of them, or I should say all of those points scored on seven triples. Joshua Talton for the victors had 13 points to propel his team. Knox County, a winner over Schuyler County, 50-33. to Connor Hayes with 17 points. Knox County tonight playing for the championship of the North Shelby Tournament. Also, North Shelby, a loser to Marceline last night, 59-57. Kyle Smith with 13 points there. Limited girls schedule, but some pretty good action last night. Southeast Iowa, Keokuk goes to Mount Pleasant and wins 63-28, to buying 29 points for Abby Walter. Holy Trinity, a winner over Winfield Mountain Union, 43 to 30 or 48 I should say to 36 was your final. Central Lee takes down Louisa Muscatine 56 to 40. Maya Mershman had 39 points in the victory for her squad. In the Bowling Green tournament, the girls championship goes to Clopton who takes down Bowling Green. I think that's four in a row for Clopton 54 to 45 in terms of tournament championships. Kerrigan Lockard with 23 points. She was also named the tournament MVP. Other games in Missouri last night. Centralia, a winner over South Shelby, 55-42. The North Shelby girls take down Marceline, 53-40. Brookfield falls to Highland, 53-50. Addie Johnson with 18 points for the victorious Lady Cougars in that one. It was Clark County all over Mark Twain yesterday in center, 62-34. Alexis Ellison with 23 points and seven steals for the victors in that game. Schuyler County takes down Knox County, 43-39. Macon pulls off the upset of the night, although really is it an upset? That Macon team is really good. Lexi Miller had 27 points last night to lead Macon to a 52-42 win over formerly just once beaten Palmyra, now twice beaten uh, so that was obviously a huge win for the Macon Tigerettes last night. And finally, Hannibal, a winner last night on the road at Monroe City, 64-59. to That's a nice win for the Lady Pirates as well as Bill Falconer had 27 points in the victory. Coming up next, Bill Cannell will join us to talk all things Q&D. This is the Sleep Tight Saturday Morning Ticket on Talk Radio 930 WTAD and FM 103.3. Here's Chris Dewar. Back to the Sleep Tight Saturday Morning Ticket. Joining us now live from 10th and Jackson where he has been rolling out wrestling mats since about 5.30 this morning, the Q&D Athletic Director, Bill Cannell. Always a pleasure to talk to Bill. And Bill, are we ready to rumble and wrestle today at 10th and Jackson? Here. Uh, today and uh, we've got everybody here and got them laid in and we're wrestling off a five five match today so we'd be a full house and uh, hopefully we'll get rolling here uh, about nine o'clock this morning so we're getting closer 
Well, you are obviously a very busy man, not just this weekend, and obviously this is an important wrestling meet because we've got regionals next week, and because of the short winter, we really haven't had a lot of big canvas meets yet where, where there's competition that feels like the postseason. So this is an important event, not just for your campus and for your teams, but for everybody involved. Well, you know, we, we have a very competitive uh, tournament here, but then we were also on top of the teams that we always bring in here. Uh, because of some snow outs, we were able to grab Lamont, a very successful program, Rock Falls, and obviously a lot of people know, know how successful Hannibal's been in wrestling. So we were able to grab those three teams, plus the other 13 and a half or 14 teams, a couple half teams and stuff that you – you know, might not have full teams, but, uh, you know, our brackets are going to be uh, very full here, and it will be a very competitive day, probably going into the late afternoon, even to the early evening hours. But uh, we'll we'll keep things rolling. We've got seven officials, five mats, so that will give those guys some time to time to rest. But it, it will be a very, very busy day here at the pit. If you're just sitting around and, you want to come out and enjoy against some of the area's best wrestlers and also the state's best wrestlers. I guess I should even state Missouri because we've got Palmyra that's got a great team in Hannibal. And uh, we've got teams coming out of Chicago, obviously the St. Louis area, plus a lot of area teams. Superfan shootout next weekend, always a great event for two days next weekend. What does that mean on your campus, Bill? Well, it's a it's a event. I think a lot of people look forward to. Phone calls started coming in this week from people in the area that are just basketball, you know, basketball junkies, gym rat that just love to come and sit in a gym the entire day. And I know every year, me and you sit back and look at some of those folks. Like you know, we thank this gentleman or we thank this family they may be here for the entire day from start to finish and there are those people and then there's the ones that rotate in and out there's ones that come early and then they may leave and go grab a bite eat and come back later but it, it is a great event and uh 11 games in two days where can you see 11 basketball games in two days for eight dollars and again i not eight dollars a day eight dollars total that you get to watch 11 basketball games and some good ones. Well, I'd be remiss if I didn't talk to you because we haven't had a chance to talk since the passing of Mike Barton, who was just such a unique part of the atmosphere on your campus. And, and people say the word super fan, and I think they think it means something. But until you've been around Mike Barton in full Mike Barton mode at a game and his passion for not just the Raiders, but the entire, you know, the entirety of Quincy when, when, when people were playing and young people, that's certainly a resonant and, and seismic loss for, for not just your community, but for this community. Well, when those phone calls started coming in, Chris, as you know, a sad day. And, uh, you know, a great man, uh, loved athletics, knew everybody. If he did not know you, he was not shy. He was going to come up and ask you your last name. And and uh, then he did know you. And, and believe me, he would remember you. And uh, not only high school, but CYO. Uh, back in the day, he would have been at all park district ball games. Uh, he he loved uh, athletics. Obviously, QND was very close to his heart, Quincy University, but not unlikely to see him again if both those teams were on the road. The Blue Devils were at home, not unlikely. And uh, you know, again, uh, you think about the the uh, miles that he would have put on his bicycle when he was at his best. I mean, he drove the town, and 
everybody knew Mike, and, uh, you know, he uh, the passing of him was a huge loss for Quincy and a huge loss for Quincy Notre Dame, but a man that will be remembered forever here. I want to talk to you a little bit about a couple of issues with your family, if I may. I want to start with Shelby. Uh, obviously, it, it seems like her college basketball career, because of some, some injury issues at Culver Stockton, and I know she had some extensive surgeries, is probably over. How's she doing? Well, she's doing okay. She's, uh, again, we believe at this point she she's retired. But the injury that she uh, had, uh, we found out, probably occurred uh, when she would have probably been like a sophomore in high school. Uh, so she had to have some dramatic things done to her knee, and uh, she's had two surgeries. A third one will be coming along here soon. But uh, we go back next week to get a checkup. She's hanging in there, but, uh, you know, she's going to have to – flip over the next chapter of her life and, and, and start, you know, what, where, where that's going to be in a job and some things soon. So I'm proud of her that, you know, she decided, hey, if I'm going to have these surgeries, the best thing to do is to get to get rolling now. But, uh, you know, certainly it's the first basketball season that, uh, and, uh, you know, I'm going to say 10, 11, 12 years that, uh, you know, we've not seen seen her on the court. So it's it's been a tough one for mom and dad and for her too, but, Again, she she's in good hands uh, and and, and uh, getting better by the day. I'm going to let you play proud brother here as well because you're no longer the most successful coach in the family. Your sister, Carrie Mann, who's down in Florida, won her 500th career victory, I think, earlier this winter, correct? Yep, she did that earlier this week. And, and uh, you know, the Connell, Connell way uh, told nobody. Uh, so uh, I found out actually by Jackson. So Jackson – uh, calls me up and uh, gives me a text message late. I believe it was Tuesday night. Hey, uh, I believe uh, Carrie Lynn's won her 500 games. So I got on the phone with her, and I think uh, they were having a little gathering for her down there in, in the Tampa area that night after the ball game and congratulated her. So, you know, those are combination wins from, from when she coached at uh, Culver. She was the head coach there, and then, She's been the head coach at Plant High School in the Tampa area, which is again a, a very successful high school athletically. Uh, it was, a, you know, again a great great fit for her when she moved down in the, into that area. But uh, 500 wins for a basketball coach, we both know, is it's very hard to come by, and, and uh, you know, to be able to stay in a job. You know, a lot of people don't understand in coaching today. The average life of a coach is not very long. Uh, staying at one school or keeping a job. So I'm very proud of her and the success that she's had at, at Culver and also at Plant High School. Well, this brings me full circle because this does the job that I wanted to finish with you with because right now on campus, and you, I think, have probably hired now every coach on campus other than maybe Mark Longo, um, you know, this is a really, really good environment right now. And as as the guy who oversees everything, you know, football was great. Golf was great this past fall. You you obviously have a great girls basketball program that's getting state accord. Just the current status of your staff is, is, is pretty amazing right now. And that has to make your job incredibly easy at this point, Bill. Well, I'm blessed to have a lot of good coaches, a lot of great coaches, a lot of good people. Uh, that want to coach our young people and make them better and uh, make them better on the court, off the court, on the field, off the field. And uh, I'm blessed to have, you know, again, as you said, a lot of these people have been here. They love the school. Uh, they, they love the program that we have going here. And if you don't have good people, 
you don't have success. And that's another reason why we've had such great success is these people have been in their jobs. Uh, the families, the coaches, the athletes know what to expect. And uh, so, yes, I, there, there's not a there's not a better job, not a better high school athletic job anywhere in the state of Illinois or anywhere in the tri-state area than Quincy Notre Dame. Blessed to have a lot, a lot of great folks uh, that want to do the right things, want to have successful uh, programs. Well, I'm not doing my job if I don't ask you, by the way, for a Super Bowl bill. So who you got tomorrow? Well, I'm going to go with KC. You know, again, I, I think they're hot. Uh, you know, Kansas City, they may have the answer of stopping Mahomes, and if they do, uh, they're going to win. But if you if you don't stop him, and, it, you know, obviously in the playoffs here, a couple teams thought they had him stopped. Uh, they slowed him for a few minutes or a few drives or maybe a half. But uh, that, that guy's hot, and he finds a way. I mean, they better keep him in the pocket. If they can keep him in the pocket, a straight drop back, they may have a chance, but if they let him out of the pocket, uh, good luck to him. He's he's a special dude, but he's got some other special dudes around him. And you know, defensively, the the Chiefs were kind of questionable, I think, at the beginning, but they they've also, I think, moved around some people and got a couple people during the year, and and uh, they they uh, they look like the team that, uh, that that's going to get it done tomorrow. We'll see if I'm right or wrong. Always a pleasure, my friend. Good luck with all your events. Mr. Dewar, honor. I'll see you here. Uh, you'll bring the donuts in next Saturday. So I'll see you next Saturday morning, probably about this time. We'll kick off at 9.30 a.m. Bright and early. We'll see you then. And when we come back, Brad Begaman, the head coach of the Unity Girls basketball program, who will participate in that Superfan shootout, will be my guest. This is the Sleep Tight Saturday Morning Ticket on WTAD. Better bed, less money. Sleep Tight, 4535 Broadway in Quincy. Once again, here's Chris Dewar. And it is always a treat to talk some Lady Mustang basketball with the head coach at Unity, Brad Begaman, who joins me now. And Brad, I know you've got a busy week ahead, but I'm not doing my job if I don't look ahead to Friday. And that great rivalry series and the Super Fan Shootout you've had over the years with Clopton, a game that always kind of feels like the right tune-up for regionals. What's that sort of experience meant for you moving into the postseason? And how much do you just kind of value the chance to play somebody a little different this late in the season? Yeah, every year, you know, this is a, a game we have circle on our calendar, and uh, I'm thankful to the Subway Shootout people that they're letting us uh, play again on Friday night with Clopton. I think last year was a double overtime or something victory for us. But you're right, it's somebody different we don't see during the year. Um, a lot of schools sometimes, boys and girls, get kind of repetitive playing, you know, some of the same schools two or three times. But Clopton's always got a good program. Um, we, you know, every year try to have a put a good team out on the court also. So it's just a great, I just said, tune-up, uh, common environment, big crowd at the pit going into a uh, postseason regionals. I think you're a team that has an awful lot of postseason value based on the fact that you do have some talent. And the nights that you've connected the dots, Brad, you, you've been very good at times. It's just a question of getting them connected, isn't it? You're right. You know, we have, uh, we've talked before. we got Addison Eager, you know, one of our two seniors, but she plays a lot of the time. Uh, for us, and other than you know Brooklyn Stiefel as a sophomore last year uh, playing a lot as a freshman, we don't have a lot of varsity experience. Uh, Tammy Connery got you know a fair amount last year, but other than that, we're just really young. And it wasn't all that long ago we was playing a lot of freshmen and sophomores, but 
at that particular time, we wasn't playing an area that was so loaded in seniors. And this year, just I told the kids, I mean, every night we go out, it seemed like uh, other than maybe one other school, I mean, everybody's senior loaded, got a lot of experience. That's a big difference. And there's a lot of games this year that could have went either way for us. I mean, we're a little above 500, and there's some games, you know, we've played Palomar close and Clark close for quite a while and Notre Dame close for a while. But then, you know, some of the experience just kind of starts to take over. Um, when we have connected, like you said, you know, that we put um, 32 points on a really good Pittsfield team. So, um, yeah, you're right. I mean, the talent's there. It's in, in this summer and next fall, I told them to, they'll be amazed just the way we look and react different um, after having all these games and, and the learning curve we went through this year. Well, yeah, and you touched on it. I mean, I think we all knew this about the growing pains coming in. But the nice thing about growing pains, Brad, is that you have so much not only young talent in the system now at the varsity level, but you've got this uh, a ridiculously good junior high school program starting to feed in as well. It, it's starting to look like, and I know you've had a couple of pretty good runs of talent coming through, maybe that next wave of Unity Lady Mustang basketball is getting ready to percolate here. It is. I mean, this summer is going to probably be, you know, the verge of it, and uh, it's going to be getting putting the pieces all together. Um, I think we're going to start to get really guard-heavy really quick, which is fine. You look at teams at Lewistown that can put a lot of speed and a lot of shooters and ball handlers out there, and obviously, you know, I think they're 24-1 right now, so uh, that's a problem we have to deal with, and we'll deal with it. But, uh, you know, we got some some kids that people are going to start hearing about an awful lot. I mean, you know, Ash Lawrenceman, Really tall freshman center started for me all year. The Carruthers girls have been starting to get a ton of playing time. And there's girls that's playing JV right now that probably should be playing varsity, but just we're trying to bring them along at a slow pace. And uh, like I said, the next few years, it's going to be really fun. For, from your standpoint, kind of break down, and I know you, you said at the beginning, this was sort of the priming everybody for what is next. What are your expectations? What do you need to do to be that team that maybe takes somebody out in a regional? Well, this year's regional, this will be my 10th year, I think. This year's regional is probably the toughest one I've ever seen. And, and, and even before the regionals, I told the girls, it's probably the toughest schedule we've ever played. So having the toughest schedule and our one of the youngest teams has been kind of a tough. But this uh, regional is, is going to be atrocious. I mean, um, you know, we play a team that's very similar record to us uh, that I know nothing about yet. I'll learn something on next week, Bushnell Prairie. And the winner of that thing gets Lewistown. Um, if we get a chance to play Lewistown, uh, win or lose, I already know today how we're going to try to guard them and how we're going to attack them. I've seen them two or three times this year. But then on the other side of the brackets, you've got really good teams like Liberty and Brown County, you know, that 17, 18 wins also. So um, it, it's just going to be it's going to be a very interesting regional, and anything can happen, and that's, that's why we play it. I mean, you know, we've gone into games in years past before where whether it was a state tournament, we were the big underdog or, or big sectional and, uh, and have pulled them out, so. Like I said, but the girls, I think, have been prepared and ready for the schedule they play this year. We'll just have to go out and see what happens. You you have played a tough schedule, as you've mentioned. One of the things that I like about who you are is, and, and we touched on it this week with Student Athlete of the Week, because I, I don't think it ever gets celebrated enough, great leadership and, and great kids. And, and you've got one. You mentioned her name early on, and, you know, Addie Eager and what she's meant to you. And she signed this week with Carl Sandberg. But she does it in all aspects of her life. And to have that as a role model for your younger players, I have to imagine, Brad, to have that example is invaluable. It is. I mean, I've watched her grow when she came in as a freshman and now as a senior. I mean, she, she's really kind of turned into a great basketball player. But like I told, um, you know, at the signing, they're also getting a really good kid. And sometimes it's hard for high schoolers, especially high school girls, to, to be really vocal and be that leader. And I've watched her kind of, you know, uh, step out of, of her comfort zone this year and kind of speak up when she needed to and everything else. And, and there hasn't been too many times I've had to say things to her. She's done it all. 
uh, and, and been that leader, which is very rare. And there's been just a few nights, you know, that she's she's getting two people thrown at her every night on the defensive end. And there's just been a few times, you know, I've kind of had to pull her to the side and say, you know, let let the game come to you and share the ball with your teammates. And she knows right away what I'm talking about. And 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 then she turns around and does it. So um, there's also not too many years too that the kids look up to somebody, but then also really truly enjoy them and, and appreciate them as a friend. And that's one of her great aspects too. I mean, everybody just loves Addie, and uh, she's going to give you 100 percent when she's after. So. It's really hard ever to get on her too much because you know she's busting her tail for you. And if you can get five kids like that, you know you really got something special. In the thirty seconds we have left, Brad, Super Bowl pick. Tell me who you got tomorrow. Who you like? Well, I'm a diehard Steelers fan, but uh, since they haven't played very well and they lost all the killer bees, I've been kind of watching Kansas City, and uh, I guess that's going to be rooting for me. They're quick, they're fast, they're exciting. Uh, great quarterback, a ton of weapons with them. And I really don't have a dog in the fight, but that's what I'm going to be rooting for. Well, well, we wish you the very best of luck, both with your Steelers moving forward into the future (laughs) and as well with your Unity Lady Mustangs, who really have been kind of a treat to watch for a young team and I think are going to command an awful lot of attention the next couple of years. Brad, a pleasure as always, my friend. Thank you. And when we come back, actually, we're all done for the day. When we come back tonight with overtime, we got all kinds of wrestling and basketball for you at 1030. You'll have to forgive me, people. This has been some kind of week, but we do have an incredible overtime lined up for you. Tournament action, wrestling galore, lots of great college basketball action today. Hey, you know what? Get out and go to a gym today. There's a lot to see around here. The weather's going to be nice. I hope you enjoy it. Go support the young people in our area because they're certainly working hard to become the future of our community as well. That's it for me everybody. We'll see you right back here next week at 8 o'clock for the Sleep Tight Saturday Morning Ticket. Time has run out. You're invited to join us again next week for another edition of the Saturday Morning Ticket brought to you by Sleep Tight at 4535 Broadway in Quincy.